the pandemic, and the search for the Jewish Messiah. You are listening to the audio version of the article published by the Review of Religions. This article was written by Sabahat Ali Rajput and published on 18th April 2020. A lot of people are palpably furious right now, enraged with their governmental heads, frustrated with their health ministers, disappointed in their fellow citizens. But what do you do? When your federal health minister's official statement in response to the novel COVID-19 virus has nothing to do with testing, large-scale medical plans, or for that matter, science. What if you woke up one morning and turned on the TV to find your federal health minister making the following statement instead? I quote, We are praying and hoping that the Messiah will arrive before Passover, the time of our redemption. I'm sure that the Messiah will come and bring us out as God brought us out of Egypt. Soon we will go out in freedom and the Messiah will come and redeem us from all the troubles of the world. Believe it or not, this was the official statement of Yaakov Litzman, the health minister of the State of Israel, just a few weeks ago. The case of the missing Messiah in Judaism is one which has provoked torrents of debate over the last several centuries. So much so that many Jewish communities have entirely deserted their generation-long wait for a Messiah to come down and save the Jewish people. After all, how many ghastly and unforgivable genocides must take place, they contend, before the God of Israel's mercy is churned. Then there are those who hold a diametrically opposing school of thought, Jews who consider waiting for the Messiah, the sheer anticipation of it, quote-unquote, the best part. For instance, Deb Margolin, a well-known Jewish artist and public activist, once expressed, The thing I love most about being Jewish is waiting for the Messiah. That is what I love the most. Waiting, waiting, like so much of life. We Jews are waiting for the Messiah. I love that the book is still open on the question of the identity of the Mosaic. Eleanor Roosevelt, George Balanchine, Martin Luther King, Nadine Gordimer, Fred Rogers, Richard Pryor, Cruz Arizari, the woman who takes care of my kids when I'm working, the UPS man who's so nice about carrying in the boxes and setting them down wherever you need. It's like a big Halloween party. Life is a costume party in which anyone may come forward from behind the masks and reveal themselves as a mosaic. And of course, a list of the various quote-unquote styles of the expected messiah's descent would be ignobly incomplete, without mentioning those who say that the messiah is already among mankind, and has always been here, tending to the wounds in a makeshift hospital of Nicaragua, or pumping fresh water for children waiting in line at a Sierra Leonean well. What is more is that these particular Jews opine that the Messiah will not come to redeem or reform mankind, but is waiting on humankind to reform itself. Only then will he make his exodus from eternal invisibility. Hence, it is not he who shall sweep the majestic rescue of mankind, 
Rather, mankind will rescue the Jewish Messiah from his protracted days of obscurity and oblivion. But what does the average religious Jew await in terms of a Messiah for the latter days? The word Messiah in English is actually derived from the Hebrew word Mashiach, which connotes a person anointed by the healing oil of God. According to other Jewish commentators, it refers to one who is given the oil of healing for all mankind. Yet others assert that he will be the one who shall have divine oil poured over his head, symbolizing his having been purified by God Almighty. Jews for Judaism, a Jewish group who uses the term promised Messiah in their literature, argue, I quote, the Hebrew word Hamashaykh, literally the Messiah, describing a future anointed person to come, does not appear anywhere in the Bible. Since the Bible makes no explicit reference to the Messiah, it is unlikely that it could be considered the most important concept in the Bible. Indeed, in Jewish thought, the messianic idea is not the most crucial. The same article goes on to explain, Since every king is a messiah, by convention, we refer to this future anointed one as the messiah. We will recognize the messiah by seeing who the king of Israel is at the time of complete universal perfection. The Bible never speaks about believing in the messiah because his reign will be a historically verifiable reality, self-evident to any person. It won't require belief or faith. Because no person has ever fulfilled the picture painted in the Bible of this future king, Jewish people still await the coming of the Messiah. All past Messianic claimants, including Jesus of Nazareth, Bar Kokhba, and Shabtai Tzvi, have been rejected. However, the single greatest contention that Judaic theology takes up with the person of Jesus Christ being the Jewish Messiah is the shroud of divinity and mantle of godhood which Christians, they say, quote-unquote, superimpose upon him. Shirley Lucas expresses this very point in her seminal work, The Concept of the Messiah in the Scriptures of Judaism and Christianity. She writes, I quote, a fundamental reason Jewish thinkers have rejected the claim that Jesus is the Messiah is the high Christology in which the claim has been expressed. Commenting further on the points raised in his work, Daniel S. Diffie explains, I quote, There have been three main reasons why Jesus' high Christology or the claim that Jesus is God incarnate has been rejected. First, the view of the Messiah as divine is not rooted in the Jewish tradition. Second, a divine messiah goes against monotheism. Third, there is no support for this idea in the antecedent Judaism. Evidently, the Jewish concept of a savior and messiah is so stretched across different opinions that it becomes difficult to distinguish between facts and fables. Still, the fact that the Jews base much of their rejection of the Christian messiah on the superhuman divinity attributed to him is an interesting point to ponder. Curiously enough, nearly two billion Muslims accept Christ the Messiah, but agree with their Jewish brethren that the accepted Messiah is not equal to God. Hence, in times of great trepidation and turmoil, the anticipation of a Messiah from the heavens can be felt reverberating 
across the religious world. However, there is one community of Muslims whose wait for a Messiah ended over a century ago, and they have made it their mission to let the whole world know that the wait is over. The Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat, which began as a humble whisper in the rustic hamlet of Gadian, India, in 1889, has now been established in over 213 countries of the world. Just last year, it saw over 600,000 people join its fold from every corner of the globe. If ever there was a time to investigate the claims of man who could change the world forever, it is now. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadian, India, claimed to be the very Messiah for whom billions hold their breath in eager anticipation. What is astonishing is how vividly he fulfilled hundreds of prophecies and demonstrated thousands of signs. From leading lawyers, executives of NGOs, celebrated professors, to accomplished teachers across both hemispheres, people of every level of education, indeed every faith and nationality, are beginning to realize that the wait for the Messiah is over and a new dawn has risen. During these times of international catastrophe, misguidance, and unprecedented corruption, this dawn is visible for all those willing to open their eyes. Visit www.alislam.org messiah for more information. Let the truth begin.